0: So you know, many of your comics like they criticize the United States, its policies, and its politicians. Um, our question for you is: uh, Why
1: do you hate America? Um. Uh. You know, uh, if I may be so bold as to say, like, why not? <laughs>
0: Welcome to the politically Asian podcast we're just two Asian American buds talking about politics in the Asian American community in hopes of getting more Asians to talk about politics right now we are coming at you live from Brooklyn and Queens my name is Jerry Lim my pronouns are they them and you can find me across the internet at Geriaki. that's g-e-r-r-i-e-y-a-k-i and my co
2: host Hey, my name is Aaron Yin. My pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on social media at Aaron Flarin. That's A-A-R-O-N-F-L-A-R-I-N. Let's take care of some housekeeping first. So we have a Patreon. Uh, right now, we are raising money for transcription services for our episodes to make them more accessible, and Canva Premium to make better memes. So if you want to financially support us, just head over to patreon.com slash Asian. In exchange for your Patreon subscription, we have some fun perks for you, including shoutouts, custom merch, personalized videos, and more. And again, the website is patreon.com slash politicallyasian. If you want to support us in general, the number one thing you can do is give us five stars on Apple or Spotify.
0: Woohoo. All right, we've got a great guest for you today. He's a freelance designer and cartoonist in Queens and a regular contributor for The Nib, which does political cartoons, comics journalism, humor, and nonfiction. Please get up for
1: Nicolo Pizarro. Woo! Hey, my name is Nicolo Pizarro. My pronouns are he, him, his. Um, and I'm a designer and cartoonist from Queens. Um you can find me at Super um on Instagram um, and you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Niccolo Pizarro. Oh, and you can support The Nib um, at thenib.com, um, become a member. Um, the Nib is a reader-funded uh, publication and um, you can catch my comics on there um, every Friday um, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.
2: Amazing. So before we, you know, get into the episode with Niccolo, we always start off our podcast with what we call the Hot Take Hot Pot segment, where we each offer one opinion on the Asian community and space that we've been, you know, thinking about lately, and we discuss them um, and give them a little spice ranking. So this week, I'll go first. So I, you know, during my spare time, I love watching Asian YouTubers review food from different Asian restaurants. (laughs) However, I'm realizing now that, like, you know, I feel like Asian YouTubers in general may not care a lot about, like, displacement and gentrification in Chinatown, but I feel like they are also not incentivized to, because if there isn't a constant flow of new restaurants in Chinatown, then they would have no content. (gasps) So I feel like it's kind of baked into the system that, like, they would not, they would never support any kind of, you know, resist any kind of restaurants getting pushed out.
0: What? But... But wasn't the one of the funk bros in one of those videos with Ronnie Chang about literally saving a, a restaurant in Chinatown?
2: True. That is a good point. Um,
0: <laughs> but, but I do see what you're saying. Like, it's it's a cycle of like um, this idea that like we got to replace the restaurants with things that are more Instagrammable, maybe. Right. Is that kind of what you're saying?
2: Yeah. I'm not su- also not sure if that's like more like an exception or like the rule, you know? Uh, proof <laughs> my, yeah like my gut instinct is like yeah we might rally around one restaurant but it's like um i don't feel like any anyone would really protest like yeah i just don't feel like overall people would really stand up to like to many many restaurants being swapped out for new ones as long as they have content
0: hmm that's that's super interesting um okay i i think like off the bat i'm gonna give that like a hot and spicy spam. Um, I'm trying to like accept it from the point of YouTube and not necessarily TikTok because if you go on TikTok, it's always like a constant stream of like you have to go to this hidden gem in Chinatown and it's like some restaurant that's like super old or whatever. Um, mm. And they they capitalize on the, oh, it's really old. No one knows about it, but all the locals love it, you know, like things like that. Um, so I think that's that's like an opposite view of your take, but you are going from the mm. YouTube angle, and I, I think maybe it has something to do with, like, the length of the content, right? Um, so I'm i am willing to give it, like, a... Yeah, like a hot and spicy spam, because, like, I could see where you're coming from, but I've also never heard this take, so... Okay, and also I slightly disagree, but fair.
1: Mm, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> lots, of, lots of things going on there, like a hot and spicy yeah. spam. Okay, Nicola, what do you think?
1: Um... I'm gonna go with. Mm, I'm gonna go with hot and spicy spam. Also, I think. I think it's tough, right? Like, there's I with with regards to the uh, the the Ronnie Chang um, bit that you um, that Jerry mentioned. I think it's like once like celebrity and capital is involved, like it becomes. It it becomes tricky, right? Like like yes, like people are getting support and exposure, but you know who who ends up going to these places? Like who is the video for? You know, like this hidden gem, is like hidden mm. hidden gem for who? Right? Like the people who live there? I don't think so. Ooh. Um, you know, it's it's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: hidden gem. This is where I go all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> you know it's just like this you know special new york cuisine and it's like oh it's a bacon egg and cheese like this is like this isn't special at all this is common to um new yorkers um so i think you know it's like who who is this for is becomes the question right Mm -hmm. with with those kinds of videos and so that in that way it can be um it can be uh this word is overused, but it can be problematic, um, you know, um, which is why mm. I'm I'm also going for Hot and Spicy Spam because, but yeah, but then on the, then on the other side, it's like, you're right, like people will get business um, if they're struggling, especially now um, because of the pandemic, et cetera. Who,
0: cool. Who, who have you been watching on YouTube, Aaron?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I'm not going to, we'll save that for the, after the episode. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Okay. Um, I think it's just like a, a general trend, which is why I feel bad like pointing out specifics. Um, I
0: see. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right, okay, Jerry, what do you have today?
0: Um, okay. Uh, I think more folks should understand class dynamics and this idea of cancel culture. Um, I think there's something in maybe like a class-informed cancel culture um, because when like working class folks gets quote unquote canceled right like they get called out on social media their lives are like usually ruined like i'm talking about like people who aren't celebrities aren't like have zero social capital whatsoever but then like when you get celebrities and they get quote unquote canceled um it's like a blip like it it, i feel like it never comes back to bite them in the ass
2: yeah i can see that um i think i feel like i saw that on twitter once um but yeah I, i yeah yeah i i can definitely see that um I'd probably give that like a a Japanese curry. I feel like I've I've seen the take more so like okay. I'm just maybe scrolling the timeline. So I'm I kind of and I feel like whenever we see like a cancel culture in discussions, whether it's you know like pulling Asian names or not, it's like J.K. Rowling, Alkafeen. It's like I uh, I feel like they rarely there are like rarely material consequences. So it's like yeah, it's mainly just like PR and people go into hiding for a few months and then come back and everything's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, Nicola, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna go with Joe's rice roll red sauce, um, I, okay. it might just be because I am in circles that kind of discuss this often about like, like there are always bigger fish to fry. Okay. Um, but I think that this take is definitely mm-hmm. something that mm, needs yeah. to be wide, more widespread. I think people feel, I feel like there are two camps that are just like cancel culture exists. And then there's another kind that's just like cancel culture doesn't exist, and I think it does, but it's like about degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like who actually who actually suffers from this, and who, um, you know, is getting what's the word being held accountable, not necessarily punished, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, given the space to to grow and to learn. Yeah, that's cool. that's
0: that's what I feel like. That's what I was going for when I mentioned like the carceral, like the idea that like cancel culture is kind of carceral. If you like, don't give the opportunity for reform, reform. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right, Niccolo, what do you have for us today?
1: <sighs> um, I just want to say that uh, your podcast has a lot of great hot takes. Um, so I had to like, <laughs> I try to think about something that maybe hasn't been talked about um but so my hot take is um i think this one's more for like creative people and like storytellers um like if if you're if you're like an i guess if you're an asian creator and you're trying to write a story about immigration um and I guess this is like on a case by case basis. But if you're trying to write a story about immigration, like about like whether it's like a memoir or about your parents or like a fiction, um, like if you're not, if you're not even trying to like mention how imperialism, like colonialism, like is part of, you know, um, why kind of immigration exists as it does now um i feel like sometimes it just feeds into um like model minority myths or like like the idea of like assimilating to american culture i think it like if you're if you're not like putting that out there at the very least right um i think you're you're lending your voice to kind of like assimilationist narratives or like model minority. That's, I'm assimilationist. Well, maybe maybe I should take a step back, but definitely, um, definitely. that's okay. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely um, like lending itself to like some kind of model minority narrative. That's my hot take.
0: (laughs) I like it. I like Uh, it. Um, So, so basically, if you don't, if you don't like also cover like, um, you know, imperialism and the effects of it, um, it it sounds like it's kind of pro-American propaganda in a sense yeah like very and, much like yeah
1: yeah and I'm you know I'm totally understanding if like if you're trying to get a story out um, via publisher I'm sure editors want to sort of rein certain things in etc but um, otherwise yeah like if you've if you're able to if you're allowed to talk about that stuff you definitely should um, I think.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I like it. I like it. Picasso. Um, I'm gonna say that's. I'll give that a kimchi. I feel like. Um, I I feel like I always hear a lot of like. I, I'm not used to hearing like um, that take at all. I think I do think like. Um, I always hear of immigration stories, but I never hear of like. I rarely hear about that part. Um, so I think that's, yeah, I think that that needs to be talked about more. Aaron, what do you think?
2: Um, yeah, I'll probably give it more of a, more of a Sriracha. I think like in general, you know, I've heard a lot of takes of like, yeah, if you aren't challenging like imperialism, you kind of are just supporting like the existing narrative, which is like very, you know, like very pro America, very assimilationist. Um, I think the part that's a little bit unique is, you know, obviously the reason why we, ha- why we have you on the podcast today is to, you know, talk a bit about the comics industry in particular. So I think that that nuance um provides a little more spiciness in my mind.
0: <laughs> cool. So we're going to we're going to dive into um the questions now and uh Nicolo, let's get everyone on the same page. So you draw memes for a living, is that correct?
1: I guess I guess they could become memes, right? Um certainly, but I think there's um you know I was about to I can't even trash memes there's an art like there's an artistry in them as well um but I think specific to comics um and comics creators there's more i'd argue there's more narrative happening you know like there's the there's the sequential bit mm-hmm. um taking the time to um, you know the the appropriate beats um I think of like mm-hmm. You know the four panel or the three panel um you know that that stuff takes work Mm. and to to get it done well um is is something that like takes time to perfect um i think um maybe maybe like the earlier memes that were like so long with like the, the that weird guy with the big eyes um what's that guy's name anyway at least he's like a drawing and he's just like f-, the f and then the U you guy who's like always angry
0: oh yes yeah, yeah. like so like yeah i okay. think
1: those might be like more comparable to like do i draw memes for a living because those <laughs> like i'm talking about like tumblr memes that used to be like long narratives yeah. um mm. but nowadays they're a lot shorter and that's where i think um I think now we can we can kind of make a stronger uh, difference um, between comics and like memes. But again, like geez, some memes are great. And
2: uh... <laughs> yo, I was gonna say there are some memes that do have yeah, like some memes do have that like three four panel. Now I feel like the memes are evolving. Yeah, yeah like like the the li- at some meme like the line between memes and comics sometimes I feel like is kind of <laughs> it's right. getting a little blurry. <laughs> Well, we've yeah. we've definitely
0: used like some some comics in the past for memes, like because they do provide like a good format to like work in. I feel like, but yeah, respect to the original art. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that I feel like comics is just like it's if you really think about it, the definition becomes looser and looser, right? I don't know if uh either of you are catholics but do you know the do you know of the stations of the cross where it's like
2: oh, Come on I'm just making sure
1: um but like one could argue that that's a comic right like that's a story told sequentially with Wow um, that, that could have been your hot take <laughs> Um <laughs> but yeah like that's you know so it it exists in different fashions and I think when we say comic, I think it's more about the printed matter, but it could you could expand it to anything at, like mm-hmm. that is the intertwining of words and pictures.
2: Okay. So, we just kind of talked about memes versus comics. Um, Jerry and I, to prepare for this episode, we did look at a lot of your comics and we were first wondering in general, how do you come up with the topics for your comics? Like, do you have like a dartboard of topics, you just kind of throw one and pick that one? What's What's a bit of the process like?
1: I feel like 90% of my creative process is reading. I'm always scrolling, uh, reading through the New York Times, AP News, Wall Street Journal. This is like a plug for all of them at this point. <laughs> I also read a lot of Twitter. I feel like Twitter has, um, it's always been a place for like really good and fast takes that I can like think about more and look into more. Um, but definitely hearing hearing takes from different folks, um, especially people who are um who lean toward more like left wing or like socialist, um they're able to break things down in a way that I like I can I, like it's just like third eye open, like, oh my God, you're right. Um and kind of like balancing those <laughs> balancing those out with like actually reading um like I've been reading a lot of um like Angela Davis, France Fanon, the the older communists, uh older communist writings, things like that. And then at some point I'll see something or hear something in the news that like hits me in a way that I can I'm just like, there's there's something here that isn't being explored or like there's a take that isn't being talked about. Um and then I I sift through like my memory of um all the stuff that I've read and picked up on. Um and stuff that I like I genuinely um, you know, like anything I put out I I make sure that I like like I can defend it and then I believe in it um and then the third thing is just like is this funny that's
0: really cool to hear your your process because um i i i was talking with aaron and we kind of have like these these three principles i think for like just at least i have these three principles i won't speak for aaron but uh for for comedy and the three things i ask myself are also like is it funny um and then is it an opinion that like i have Mm -hmm. and i think that kind of goes to your like can I defend it? That kind of thing. Um, and is it profound? Um, I feel like, um, you know, it's, you you gotta, you don't want to add to the noise. You got to actually like say something. So like, I, I, I think that's interesting that, um, similar, similar thought process and questions. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: But I I don't have to workshop it. I can, (laughs) I don't have to workshop it in front of a (laughs) group of people like a comedian, um, which is way nicer. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um you mentioned
2: briefly about you know trying to get like a laugh out loud reaction from people. Uh, I'm just
1: kidding.
2: have you ever shown have you ever shown one of your comics to like a stranger while you're sitting in front of them to see whether it makes them laugh?
1: Um not not necessarily a uh, stranger. I do I do send it around to a few people. Um first and foremost like for nib stuff I have to send it through to two editors. Mm-hmm. Um and mm based on their general email back i can tell whether it's like like good for a four panel funny or like that they really like it um based on like their response in general um so that's that's um that's one way and then i have my partner look at it um and they work in they work in comics as well they're a designer um but they have a really critical eye for that sort of thing. <laughs> and oftentimes, um like I'm I'm like I mentioned, I'm always looking through the news and stuff. Uh, they don't do that so much. they like keep up with um with like the basic realm of things that are going on. but like if I can get them to laugh at some like like if I'm able to inform them and then get them to laugh like, then I'm just like, yeah, this one's good. This is a this is a good one. Um but on I've nice. also done um <laughs> I've also done comic readings. Um I've done one I've done one, I did one like right before the pandemic, and that was really fun. And I got to actually see if the stuff that I was putting out was like reaching people in like a humor way. Um and, uh, yeah, I was very fortunate to hear uh, a lot of laughs.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? Nice. what is a comic reading?
1: Like, oh. you literally just <laughs> read your comic, or...? Oh, so, um, it's basically, it's like a PowerPoint, but, like, I'm the one reading the comic in front of an audience. Like, there's, like, a big screen. It's, oh. like, a thing. Um, this, like, a lot of, uh, yeah, I guess, I feel like... Wow, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I'm just, like in my like cartoonist bubble where I'm just like, yeah, this is normal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they'll like whoever's like hosting the event will have like some kind of projector screen up. And then like you, you know, as the cartoonist will like send them the files of like how you want it like spaced out and how you want it to be shown. And then, um yeah, I, it's like a little bit of a performance. Like I I'm I get very particular about what bubbles show first, etc., um, yeah, and then it's like I, I read it to a group of to an audience whoever's like whoever's come to check out the reading um, yeah and then uh, I'm just like gee I hope this is funny
0: I mean that's that's kind of how yeah that's that's basically comedy you can see stand-up yeah. that's, that, that's, that's oh, like God. a whole genre for that
1: <laughs> yeah there's
2: a whole genre of called um, they call it PowerPoint comedy which is literally oh. what it sounds really similar described. to what you described oh, wow. yeah. People, comedians reading off PowerPoint slides to make people
1: laugh. Huh. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that, but uh... <laughs> sure. I'll I'll take that into consideration.
0: Nice. Um, so, you know, many of your comics, like, they criticize the United States, its policies, and its politicians. Um, our question for you is, uh,
1: why do you hate America? Um... Uh... You know, uh, if I may be so bold as to say, like, why not? Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I, I mean, like, God, you could just go through, go through history. I'm surprised more people don't hate America. Um, um, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, but I think that that, that's more of like an American thing, right? Like most Americans don't hate America. Um, Mm. Or, like, even the not thought... Not yet, at least. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's wild to me, like, the thought of, like, even... I feel like in... There's there's such a... There's such a... Such, a, like, a binary-type thinking in this country, right? Like, if you criticize America... to To be called anti-American is a bad person, right? Like, as mm-hmm. if america is the standard by which we should every country and nation should be um should be held to when it absolutely is not um and i you know just just go through history just go look at everything that uh this country has done and it's just like yeah why why not (laughs) uh you know and you know it's and obviously it's different living here but um and it's something that's hard to, I think, that can be heavy to think about. But, like, the, I guess, sort of, how do I put this? Like, there are certain comforts here that we have that are, like, at the expense of, like, other nations suffering, right? And, like, mm-hmm. that's that's really heavy to, like, think about. And um, I don't think that one should carry that burden all by themselves. Um but it, it it is a reality and something that um uh people in at, at the very least need to examine more. Um, if not um take down and dismantle.
0: This idea of like folks on the binary about how they feel about America. It I I feel like and, and that like being anti-American is like a bad thing. Um so I don't know. We should just maybe we should just like go up to people who like are like pro-american and like start saying like oh you love america name three (laughs) war criminals you admire you know like start saying things like that and see see how that goes um but yeah i don't i don't know yeah and (laughs) and
1: and will they even consider them war criminals right that's another thing probably not yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, i feel like i feel like we need to start passing out more awards and plaques that say like most anti-american like reframe <laughs> just reframe the label like yeah. first place <laughs> first, first place anti-american <laughs>
0: first first asian-american to win the anti-american award you know like s- yeah. some asian-american out there would eat that up
2: <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna dive um uh, let, let's dig in a little bit into some specific comics. Oh, wait, Jay, I think, Jay, I feel like you should ask this one, actually. <laughs> okay. This
0: is um about um it, like in February, you wrote uh, a comic about kicking white people out of Filipino restaurants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Nicolo, I gotta ask, I gotta ask, like, why do you want to deprive fellow Filipinos of, like, future business?
1: It was so much clearer when I was, like, trying to defend this when I was, like, right making it in my head but um i guess i'm more (laughs) i'm more specific to the kind of characters that i put into into the comic like folks who are putting like putting videos or like writing articles about these quote-unquote like hidden gems right it's 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 a little bit more complicated than that right because on on the one hand sure you're giving them business but on the other like who are you attracting and what kind of people are you bringing into the neighborhood um and where will that end up right is everyone mm-hmm. as socially conscious who are coming in there um to be supportive of the community in a positive way i think i also wrote that comic in a sense of selfishness um because I, I grew up i grew up in Queens, so there are definitely restaurants and places that like were special to me that are that have like have become not so special anymore and like everyone knows about them and it's great. But like now, now I don't have, you know, now I don't have that or, um, you know, having grown up in Long Island city, uh, which has become like extremely gentrified. Um, you know, the, you know, those restaurants, I'm sure there were restaurants there that like, I'm sure like had a lot of business when people moved in, but then, you know, so, so then following that like came like all the, like the real estate um and like the tall like buildings and things like that and the condos and just yeah yeah you know now these folks have to like pay higher rents etc it, it's yep. there's it's a domino effect and it can be dangerous um but i think if one quietly brings their white friend to a filipino restaurant i don't know if that's uh i don't know if that's as harmful as the the other things that i mentioned i'm sure that that's fine i think just Um, gotta like
2: just wear like a full full helmet and like a mask until you walk into the restaurant (laughs) and take it off
0: no, no, you gotta, you gotta give your, your white friend like a test, you know, like, is this a chill white friend or is this a gentrifier? <laughs> Some kind of test. Um, cause I get you on that sense of selfishness. Um, on, on like one hand, um, I'm more, I'm terrified that Ube is going to end up like avocado, right? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> um, like, oh, everyone's going to discover quote unquote, discover it, um, and it will be more accessible. But on the other hand, like prices will go up mm-hmm. and then like, you know, it's, I heard avocado is to the point where like a lot of like folks who like grow avocado can't even afford their own avocados anymore or something like that. Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just take your white friends to Jollibee. That's it.
2: Just go to Jollibee. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta just make... Every single person just needs to sign like an NDA. or it's like I will not <laughs> I will not post about this afterwards.
0: <laughs> or like a tier, you know, like a friendship tier. Like only bring your best, best friends to like how one, you know?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, and still
2: make them sign the NDA. Yeah.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Like so conversations like this I feel like are always are always tough. I think there's there's more nuance than than what people get out of it it's just like oh so you don't want us you know like why do you want to kick? I, I know that was like uh done in, as a joke but like you know why do you want to kick like white people out of restaurants it's like i don't but like um stop bringing trouble uh stop doing yeah, things yeah, yeah. um this is why like you know like the whole like this is why we can't take you to nice places like that's that's the kind of mentality yeah, yeah. Like, so there's degrees right you gotta and it's yeah it's tough it's tough to know and it's tough to ex sometimes explain um but yeah, like it's there's there's levels, um, mm. that need to be talked about more openly. I think. Yeah.
2: Speaking of getting more things out into the open, you know, we noticed in the comics caption you quoted Edward Said. Um, the quote is: "To have knowledge of such a thing is to dominate it; to have authority over it." Do you think you're better than everyone else because you actually
1: read Orientalism? Um. No, um, I think that just shows <laughs> I went to college. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I'm better than everyone because I went. To, uh, I read Orientalism. Um, I just I threw that out there. Uh, feel free to l- look into it. It's a great book. Um, uh, many have quoted it, and uh, I hope uh, <laughs> I hope many more people read it. Uh, it's a great y- uh, you- intro.
0: You read Orientalism in college, though, like as required reading or for
1: funsies. Um, for no, for required reading, I took like a postcolonial lit. Oh,
0: okay. Class. That's why.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and so there were some excerpts there, and I was like, "Oh, cool! This is this is really interesting." And I just I just kind of read, I kind of read the whole thing. Um, at that time, and now, like you know, my memory is foggy because um, it feels like such a long time ago, but yeah I, I had to read it, yeah mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm I was very I, I wrote this question I was very impressed that like you quoted him because like I tried to read Orientalism and like the words were just too big. like I just couldn't do
1: it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean all this this is why I don't remember a lot of it. It's because like it's 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 very much academic uh, jargon at that point um yeah, but mm. yeah, like those that quote specifically always stood out to me and like. Um, you know, I I see that stuff like, and I'm sure the, both of you have seen that stuff, big and small. Just like, um, this is a big, broad generali- generalization, but I feel like I feel like sometimes white people just want to know. They want to know, what like, you know, yeah. like you show them like a food or something. What's in it? What does that mean? What did what did you say? Like, what does what does your name mean? They just I was just like, yeah. I just want to know. Where were your parents from? And it's just like, why do you like? Why do you want to know? And it's just, I I don't know. I just want to know. I just need to know. And like, that's, I don't know. I've seen that so often. Um, I don't know if you, if both of you have seen that as well. Just like the, just these people who are so curious. And it's not a bad thing, I think. But like, it can lead to. um,
0: No, it's a bad thing. (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) You know. but yeah, it can lead <laughs> definitely leads to the guy who like I went to I went to India and wanted to learn some new recipes and now I've opened my own Indian restaurant and like he's you know from like Montana or yeah. something. You know? Yeah. Um
2: you have this other comic I was pretty interested in called Tiger Sun, um, which is you know talks about how you put a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, to become successful, even though your parents were, you know, pretty happy with whatever you did. Uh, My question is, why should Asian Americans go to therapy when they can read your comics instead?
1: Oh, well, um, because, uh, you know, my comics will uh, not help you, will not uh, respond back to you and uh, directly reflect um, your insecurities, your traumas, that sort of thing um and certainly my comics are not uh applicable to i think different kinds of folks um but hey if you don't have health insurance um i'll i'll continue to write more things like that to help you out uh (laughs) asian americans who uh cannot afford to go to therapy um i'll have i have your back i'll I'll keep I'll keep putting a material <laughs> out like that
0: yeah mutual aid <laughs> Nicolo, you mentioned that like it it can't talk back to you and like project the insecurities but I feel like I mean have have you ever like gotten comments that uh, on your comics where someone's like this isn't true and then they like project their insecurities
1: um for for yeah. Tiger Sun I actually got a lot of people who like like, Commented and were like, or message DM'd me and just like, thanks for writing that. Like, I I cried at the end, blah blah blah, Aww, that's that nice. sort of thing. Um, and that's like, those are really nice. That makes me like want to keep going um, and making more stuff, um, mainly because it's like, I don't know. Tigerson was a lot to write, um, and it was like a lot of like self reflection, that sort of thing. Um, it's also one of the longest things I've written and like drawn and that process was also really um was really hard to just it's just physically and mentally like having to like hunch over my tablet and make sure that like everything is like as perfect as i wanted it to be um so so yeah like just to to hear people like say that it resonated with them um always makes me feel like okay yeah i should keep doing this i should keep writing um and drawing these kinds of things um, if I have the mental capacity, of course.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and oh, lastly, I just wanted to say that like I wrote that I wrote that comic specifically because I feel like there's too many, there were too many things, there are too many things rather, like within like the Asian meme community that I just don't relate to. Um, like specifically, mm, yeah, like the there's the that clip from like Shang-Chi that's just like the most unrealistic part of Shang-Chi and it's like a clip of the mom saying like I'm proud of you and like I have mm. I have only heard that in my life um from my mother <laughs> <Nicholas>. yeah <laughs> so,
2: like it's... you're like that is the most realistic part <laughs> yeah and like
1: that's the part that made me feel like I need to do something great cuz they're way too proud of me um, like this, I need to do something that's uh, yeah,
0: that's nice their
1: pride. Um, yeah, even though they're just like you know, the whole point of that comic was just like yeah, we're actually pretty chill, just live your life. We're happy to see you do your thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so, so I think earlier when we were you know just chatting, um, I, I mentioned how I, I would read like Sunday comics a lot as a kid, and one comic that I would read is is Dilbert, which is like in sort of like an like an anti corporate workplace comic.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But in recent years, like, yo, know, I wanted, to, I was so curious what you thought about this. Like, Scott Adams, the creator, basically came out as like a conservative and like hardcore like Trump supporter for a while. Uh, so first question, uh, Nicolo, uh, when can we expect you to also become a conservative?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess if I, um, i don't know, make a lot of money maybe that's always the downfall <laughs> right um of yeah of every like um type of person no i don't i don't know maybe like i don't know i i mean here fingers crossed and knock on wood that i don't um become one but i just i don't i i don't want to maybe this uh, this this might sound like hubris but i just don't think that it would ever happen i'm too like hooked into the, like, um, (laughs) you know, the machine of just, like, the government is, like, doing all these horrible things, Um, but not even a conspiratorial way. Like, I'm just, you know, I'll I'll just, like, I can just read, like, all the anti-trans laws um, that have been coming out all over this country. (laughs) And it's just, like, how... I just don't know how you could be conservative in when, when you have friends and loved ones who are in all types of marginalized communities that are, are going to, are going to suffer or will eventually suffer. Right. Cause it's always like the lowest, uh, mm. the lowest common, like the, or yeah, the most marginalized person first before they start coming after you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, I know how I would become conservative if like there was like some kind of like magic potion that made me white. Then then there would be like bleach. Oh! <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. that would, you know, <laughs> like suddenly it's like, oh well, I don't I don't think everyone is having that much trouble. You know, what's everyone complaining about? Um yeah. that might be uh that might be what changes it. But I mean, I, I don't know. I guess like like I said before, like I guess thinking about Asian celebrities, yeah. Like I think, I don't know, money might do it. <laughs> yeah. But again, knock on, okay, wo- knock on so wood. so prayers, C- crazy. Yeah. Knock on wood that it doesn't. <laughs> plug the Patreon.
2: <laughs> Time to plug the Patreon again. Let's let's get right, this up. Right. <laughs> let's let's get those dollars yeah. up, baby.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if, if uh, I don't know if you if you I don't know if you both have had this discussion about like what if you got like a billion dollars or something? I would immediately like. I have so many friends who have student debt. I would just be like, you're taken care of, done. <laughs> I'd help you, I'd help you out mm. immediately or like whatever, whatever uh, problems you have. You you,
2: you become the patron yeah, now. Yeah, I become the patron <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: That's That real, that wholesome picture of uh, what you would be like as a billionaire, I feel like is a great note to end this uh, <laughs> podcast episode on. So Nicolo, just want to thank you again for coming on. Um, Let our listeners know where they can find you online, find your work.
1: Yeah. um, As I mentioned in the beginning, definitely check out my Instagram. Um, There's a lot of comics there, a lot of illustrations, um, a lot of uh, Instagram stories about what anime I'm watching. Um, Yeah. It's uh, (laughs) at super ingat. And you can, It's spelled super and then I-N-G-A-T. Um, that's the best way to find me. And then you can also, um, if you like me enough and like my work enough, you can support me on Patreon, at uh, patreon.com slash Niccolo Pizarro, um, N I C C O L O P I Z A R R O.
0: All right. Yeah. We love a good spelling bee here. Um, All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Again, you can follow the podcast at politically Asian podcast on Instagram at politic Asian pod on Twitter or email us at politically Asian podcast at gmail.com. We also take episode suggestions. So if you have if you know of an Asian person who would be a great fit for this pod, send them our way. Uh, Otherwise, you know, help us out. Leave an Apple and or Spotify review five stars. You're helping a small Asian business. Um, And cool. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. 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 Great.
0: So there's, <laughs> I feel like there was like an internet lag, and it's really funny because we sounded like a barbershop quartet. Oh, like, cool. I went first, then Aaron, then Niccolo. <laughs> <laughs>